And we're underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. A swing and a drive! Away back! He made a great catch! Strike three, call! Swung in and belted to deep left. Away, back, gone. Ball game. A swing and a drive to deep left. Away, back, gone. Swung in and belted to deep left. Away, back, gone. To the home run porch. Swing and a high drive. Deep right center. There she goes. A game winner. This is Tom Hamilton. You're listening to the latest episode of Rolling with the Tribe. Here's your host, Peter Nab. And thank you, Hammy, for that intro, as this is the latest episode of Rolling with the Tribe. Again, thank you, Tom Hamilton, for that intro, as I really appreciate him providing that intro for me, as this is the latest edition of Rolling with the Tribe. Again, thank you for joining me. We have a lot to cover on this edition of Rolling with the Tribe, as the Indians headed to Kansas City after their weekend series with the St. Louis Cardinals. In, in our last podcast, we covered the trading deadline, which which was the biggest story of August 31st, um, which was obviously when the Kansas City Royals series started with the Indians on the road against the Kansas City Royals. We covered the trading deadline very extensively in our last podcast. So in this podcast, we're just going to cover the Indians series with the Kansas City Royals. So if you want to hear more about the trading deadline, you can listen to our last podcast where we covered the trading deadline extensively. But now we, uh, but now we switch over to the uh, to to the Indians and the Kansas City Royals as as the Indians the Indians came into uh, came into that series with the Kansas City Royals as they had a record of twenty one and thirteen coming into. Uh, Coming into that game, as the Indians uh, were were looking to uh, come off of a loss against the St. Louis Cardinals in the final game of that series, as the Indians lost the final game of the series to the St. Louis Cardinals, and then moved up the road to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Royals for three games in Kauffman Stadium. The Indians ended up losing the first game of that three-game series to the Kansas City Royals. As, as the Indians, uh, lost a tight one to the, uh, to the Kansas City Royals. Um, they lost, uh, that game by a score of two to one as the Indians just couldn't, just couldn't muster any offense as the Indians offense has been jack on hide pretty much all season. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts as well. We'll talk about that later. But again, the Indians would lose by a score of two to one. I do want to point out, though, the Indians, um, the the Indians' remarkable, uh, the remarkable start that they got, which which went for a knot as um, as starting starting on the mound for the Indians in that game was Shane Bieber, and he went six innings and gave up only one hit, and uh, and despite going six innings and only giving up one hit, the Indians. Lost by a score of two to one. Just a bad, a bad night to be the pitcher, I guess. As again, the Indians just could not, just could not muster any offense, which has been a problem for the Indians, um, which has been a problem for the Indians all year. The one guy that, um, the, the, the one guy that did provide, um, excuse me, the one guy that did provide any offense for the Indians was, uh, Fermio Reyes as he hit a double to score Carlos Santana, but that was the Indians' only run in the game, as again, the Indians would lose by a score of 2-1 to one to the Kansas City Royals on August, thir- uh, on August 31st. As I mentioned in the last podcast, the main 
The main uh, news of the day for the Indians on August 31st was the big trade that they made, which we discussed in great detail on our last podcast. So go back and um, so go back and listen to that podcast if you want to hear me break down in great detail uh, the Indians' trade with the San Diego Padres for three major league players and three minor league prospects. I broke that down in great detail, and we heard press conferences from all three of the major league players in my last podcast. So go back and listen to that if uh, if you want to hear some more breakdowns of that trade. But um, but but going back to the field again, Shane Beaver uh, pitched pretty darn well as he as he actually only gave up one hit uh, uh, to uh, to the Kansas City Royals. But again, he ended up losing as he went six innings, gave up. Uh, uh, one hit and no earned runs, and ended up uh, and ended up losing. It was uh, it was James Karinchek who gave up the runs, uh, uh, who gave up the two runs, and the Indians lost a heartbreaker by a final score of two to one. So an unfortunate way to start the um, to start the series against the Kansas City Royals, but the Indians would would bounce back in a big way. On uh, on Tuesday night, as their uh, Tuesday night, September first, um, as they really had a uh, they really have a jackal and Hyde type of offenses. On Tuesday night, September first, the Indians would bounce back with a uh, with a resounding win against the Kansas City Royals, as they would defeat the Kansas City Royals by a score of ten to one. And looking um, and look and looking at that, uh, looking at that box score, Zach Plesac, um, uh, Zach Plesac was pitching for the Indians. If you remember, this was his um, August. Um, excuse me, September first was Zach Plesac's first start back from his suspension for breaking protocol. Obviously, um, Mike, both Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesac were. Away from the team for quite a while, uh, for breaking COVID protocol in Chicago, uh, and again this uh, start against the Kansas City Royals on September first was the first start back for uh, uh, for uh, Zach Plesac, and he certainly did not uh, did not disappoint. If you remember, I talked about on the first episode of this podcast, I t- I played for you. The video that Zach Plesac posted on Instagram, uh, which which did not go over well with a lot of his teammates, but um, the 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 best way to 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 get in your good graces, uh, if you're if you're a pitcher w- with your team, is to uh, is is to go out there and pitch well. So again, before we get into more detail about that game on Tuesday, September first, I do want to play. I do want to play for you. Really quick, I do want to play for you, uh, Indians pitching coach Carl Willis, as he had some comments to the media about what he was expecting from Zach Plesac coming back from being away from the team for um, for uh, for quite a long time, uh, almost three weeks. You know, he he was uh, away for, away from the team because of uh, you know. Um, how the turns in the starting rotation worked, and so here is uh, pitching coach uh, pitching coach Carl Willis talking to the media before Zach Plesac's first start back with the Indians on September first, as to what he as to what he expected from Zach Plesac based on what he saw um, Zach Plesac's work being like in Lake County where the alternate site is. He's had a great attitude. He's, uh, he's shown up and, and, uh, been diligent about his work, put in, uh, the effort, um, that he should and, uh, pitched a couple of times, a couple of outings, uh, while he was there, actually, I think three, uh, he was scheduled to start yesterday. And, uh, so he's pitching on extra days rest today, but, um, you know, he continued to work on, you know, basically maintaining, you know, the, the very good delivery and pitch execution that he had shown uh, during his outings here uh, prior to the incident. And, um, you know, I think just maintaining that focus is hopefully going to put him in a good 
spot to to come out and pick up where he left off. I, I'm sure mentally, um, you know, he may be dealing with some, uh, you know, some of those feelings of wanting to go back out and, you know, reestablish yourself with your teammates or, or the coaches and staff. Um, I, I hope he doesn't feel that way. Um, you know, he, he he's a very good young pitcher. Uh, he's proven that both last year and, and even a, a better addition of himself this year. So hopefully he can go out and trust that and, and not try to do too much. And that was Indians pitching coach Carl Willis talking before Zach Plesak's return to the mound as uh, as to what he expected. And again, uh, Zach Plesak lived up to that as Zach Plesak uh, uh, did the best thing you can do when you're trying to regain trust with teammates. He uh, he stopped making Instagram videos uh, in which he stuck his foot in his mouth. He stopped making Instagram videos uh, where he would stick his foot in his mouth, and instead he um, he went onto the mound and again he pitched six th- uh, six innings on September first, gave up um, um, gave up four hits, and he uh, uh, and he. And he did, and he did give up one earned run. So I uh, take that back. He, um, yeah. So I'm sorry, um, Zach Plesac, uh In his return to the mound, he gave up. Uh, Zach Plesac in his return to the mound, gave up four hits and one earned run, uh, as um, as he was dominant th- uh, throughout the game. And he and he just he just looked very um, very well in uh, very well in command as um, as Zach Plesac had six strikeouts as well in the ball game. So again, Zach Plesac's return to the mound after his suspension. He went six innings, gave up four hits and one earned run, and striking out six. So a very solid performance by Zach Plesac. As he as he pitched the Indians, uh, as as the Indians uh, certainly helped out offensively, as the Indians ended up winning by a score of ten to one. As offensively, the Indians have certainly been a jackal uh, a a jackal and Hyde team. Uh, the the offense got started for the Indians in the top of the first inning as Francisco Lindor hit a home run. Um. Uh, and the uh, and that was uh, and that was Francisco Lindor's sixth home run, home run of the season, and then Farmil Reyes also hit a home run, as that was also in the um that was also in the top of the first, as that would make the score three to nothing. Francisco Lindor with a two-run homer, and Farmil Reyes with a solo shot to give the Indians a three-nothing lead, and then uh, and then Roberto Perez hit a home run in the top of the second that gave the Indians a five-nothing lead, uh, and then um, and then the uh, and then Jose Ramirez would get an RBI single to make to make it six-nothing. And uh, and that was that was that was basically all that was basically all the Indians needed. I mean, uh, Jose Ramirez added um, added a home run later in the game in in the top of the eighth inning, and really the Indians um, the Indians cruised and really did um, did did more than enough offensively and uh, just just. Did everything everything they needed to do and had and had the right approach and had the right approach at the plate again. Uh, the players that homered for the Indians were Francisco Lindor, Framil Reyes, Roberto Perez, uh, and then uh, and then Hunter Dozier for the Kansas City Royals. That was the only homer for. Uh, I'm sorry. That was the only run for the Kansas City Royals. Was on a a solo shot, but other than that, Zach Plesac looked pretty darn good. As uh, Zach Plesac, that was the only run that Zach Plesac gave up was the solo shot to Hunter Dozier. As um, 
as for the Indians, uh, on the other hand, um, J- Josh Naylor uh, singled to uh, singled to drive in a run in his debut for the Indians. Uh, Jose Ramirez hit a home run later in the game as well. Uh, so he joined the hit parade in the eighth inning, and then um, uh, and also there was a double by Roberto Perez. So a lot of a lot of offense by the Indians as the Indians won by a score of ten to one. Let's hear let's hear from some of the key players in this game. Let's hear from from Mil Reyes first. We're going to hear from from Mil Reyes as from Mil Reyes continues to be the most consistent hitter on on the on the Indian squad. Looking at looking at the box score here from Mil Reyes for the Indians in this game, he uh, uh, who again has has been on has been on fire, and he had he uh, from Mil Reyes was five for five. In this game against Kansas City, that's right. Famil Reyes had five hits in this game. He um, he scored two runs. He was five for five in this game, and he torched Kansas City. And again, Famil Reyes is, is has been by far the most consistent and and hottest hitter for the Indians. So let's hear, uh, you know, after the Indians' ten to one win on September first, let's hear. What from Mio Reyes had to say, followed by Sandy Alomar Jr., acting, uh, who is the acting manager, and Josh Naylor. Let's hear what they all had to say, beginning with from Mio Reyes, who won five for five on September first. What's got you feeling so good at the plate right now, man? I'm saying the ball well. I'm trying to not get so big. Just take my base hit and. Uh, it helped me a lot to see and recognize my pitch early. Um, be honest with me. You get a home run first time, a single, a double in the fifth. And you had two more at-bats to try to get a cycle. Did that ever go through your mind? And how did you, if it didn't, how did you stay within yourself to keep swinging the bat the way you have? Um, for for the bat, I went right before the inning started. I went to the gym to stretch my legs, you know, just – just in case. And um, when Santana got up to hit, I said, please, God, Santana hit a homer so I can hit with the bases empty. <laughs> I, I, I tell that myself. But you know what? When when I step into the play, I say, if I try to get the ball like to the gap, um, I don't think I'm going to have a good success. I, I'm just going to do the same thing I've been doing these past um, three at-bats. Um, try to put a good swing on the ball, and look, it was a great at bat. I go, I put a good swing on the ball and drive it to the other way, like 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 I wanted. You know, you swung the bat so well in spring training, and your timing, everything seemed to be down just how you wanted it. How happy are you with yourself that you were able to gain that back despite quarantine and all that stuff? Um, not just me. I am very thankful for God. Very thankful for my teammates too. The always remind me who I am as a person and as a player. Um, that kind of motivated me to do my best every day. Um, I had all my teammates right there. Like I told you guys a uh, couple of days ago, they never let me put my head down. They were always there supporting me. And you know what? I am very proud of myself because I made the adjustment at the right time. Um, I told you guys one day the, this team is going to be good. But if we didn't get going, we were not going to be where we are right now. So I am very grateful and thankful for my for my teammates. The, everybody now is getting heat. I mean, getting hot. And uh, we, are, we are really proud, all of us. What's it like to see guys like Naylor and Quantrill and Hedges, um, all these guys you know already, join the team? Say it again, Josoli. How, how nice is it to see those old Padres joining you? Guys, yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, Naylor is one of my best friends when I was in San Diego, and we keep talking right after that. 
Um, Kyle, I get to I get to play with Cole when, when we were in Double A, so he's a great dude. Um, Hedgy, I, I have seen Hedgy since 2013 when I was when it was my first year in in, in the Padres. I mean, in the, in the United States. Um, it's great. Even my kids call Naylor Uncle Josh, so it's great to have my boys here. Just so you know, back here we were hoping Santana will keep running so you could go for third for the triple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But important we get a win today. Everybody get a hit. I'm good. Friend, friend Mill, you ended you know uh, Monday's game with two straight doubles. Does that carry over into uh, today's game? Did that carry over? Um. So I was talking to Big, uh, to Victor. Um. Every time. I prepare myself in the box like I'm going to hunt the fastball. I don't know why. Every fastball they throw, no matter if it's up, low, away, or in, I don't know. It's just my body get going, and the swing is there. I swing the ball, and, and, and right after that, I make the ugly swing. I always say, like, bro, come on. Just come down and look, hunt your pitch. So that's, that's when, when I create my little son, and I'm just looking for that pitch. And uh, so right after those doubles yesterday, that was the approach I take. And I say today I'm going to do the same thing I was doing yesterday. And that was from Mio Reyes, and now we're going to hear from Sandy, Sandy Alomar Jr. how nice Jr. was it to have Zach come back and, and be able to go out there with the lead already? It was great. Uh, it was kind of a similar performance uh, like Clevenger. It was six innings and uh, kept us in the game. I mean, for somebody that hasn't pitched in competitive baseball like the major league level, he, he did fantastic. We're very happy. What is it about Fran Mill that has him so locked in from your perspective? Not chasing that much. He's on, his body's under control. He's been working in the cage very hard. You know, Fran Mill Reyes, he, uh, if, you, if you notice him, he, he runs the bases great. He goes out there full out. He's not out there laboring or nothing. He he puts a lot of effort into everything, and he when he gets embarrassed or uh, hitting wise, he goes and work really hard on it. Nice was it to see Naylor get a couple of hits and are able to get Kawantra in the game. Yeah, it's nice for those guys to get their feet wet, including uh, Hedges. Uh, we are planning on playing Hedges uh, when Cookie pitches. Uh, I think it's Friday, so uh, I want them to you know. To get their feet wet. Uh, Quantra did a good job. Came in, pitched a couple of innings to close it down, and uh, he just caught two innings. And uh, Naylor uh, swung the back pretty good. I like his approach, and he has some kind of athleticism. One of the things he's also have, he can play first base. Sandy, when when Clev came back, it, it sounded like the consensus from the team was that guys were ready to turn the page. Was it a similar feeling with with Zach tonight? Yes, it was. It, the guys already uh, turned that page. Uh, you can't be upset forever. You, know, you have to forgive people. And this guy really uh, convey a message that they, they were they repent for what they did. They did a great job, and uh, uh, they went down there and they just waited for their turn. And uh, you know the guys are welcoming back. Sandy, did did Plesek look pretty much the same as he did August his last start against the White Sox tonight? Yeah, he's to you. Yeah, he looked pretty good, man. I can't I can't believe after four weeks. He came in, it was command. His command was completely there. Uh, the change was great. He executed his pitches. I mean, he was, he was, he was good. He was like he never left. How nice would it see Roberto? Hit the, get a, got his first home run, first double, three yeah. RBIs. It's, it's very nice. Uh, he cracked the home run, uh, the home run stat because he was, uh, he was getting too antsy. And uh, his approach going to the opposite field is the best. I don't know why he keeps trying to pull the ball. He knows that. We keep telling him all the time, look area away, and you'll be fine. And uh, uh, most of the guys that throw inside, they throw uh, balls. So, like, you know, I don't know. Righty versus righty, just stay looking away to, until they can throw your strikes inside. Josh, how nice was it to um, this get up Josh to the and, and already have a lead and be able to get your first hit as an Indian and get it out of the way? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was an incredible feeling, and, uh, you know, just thank God for it. And I uh, just needed to be patient and, and just wait for that good pitch to hit. And, you know, thankfully, the number one's out the way. How nice was it to show off those wheels the second time around the bases? 
Yeah, I was honestly a little tired. Oh my God, it was uh, it was good though. Just trying to you know do anything I can to help this team win and and just just hustle as much as I can. You know, we talked before the game about becoming comfortable and and having guys come with you and knowing guys on the team. But is there anything better than being able to just play and show your teammates how you play and how you can fit in? No, I mean, there's there's no real better feeling than that. You just you want to go out there and, and prove yourself and, and kind of show everyone that, that you have a little bit of game in you. So uh, I'm just going to continue to grind and, and work hard and, uh, you know, hopefully everything clicks. And, and Josh, is that the, the Fran Mel Reyes you played with in San Diego that, that you saw tonight? Yeah, I mean, that dude, it, it don't matter where he plays, he's going to be the same monster he is. Um, you know, he just has incredible power to uh, all parts of the field and, and he's disciplined and, he just he swings hard, man, and he uh, he makes things happen throughout the game. And you know, credit to him, big night for him tonight. I'm pretty sure he got like five hits, and you know just excited for him. I love watching that guy play, watching him hustle, watching him you know take every at bat, every pitch serious, and and you know he he never wants to be out of out of a game, out of an at bat. He always tries to uh, he always tries to do damage, and I, I just I love watching his game, and I and I always remind him that you know you're great and just just be you. He said your kids call you Uncle Josh. <laughs> Yeah, his kids. I mean, he's family to me, man. His his family's my family, and you know, I love him to death. And yeah, his his kids call me Uncle Josh. I love it, and uh, he has beautiful children. And yeah, again, I just he's family to me, man. He's like a brother to me, and, and I'll take care of him like one of my own. That was uh, that was uh, you just heard Josh Naylor right there, and we just heard from Mio Reyes, acting manager Sandy Alomar Jr. and Josh Naylor talking after the. 10 to 1 victory that the Indians had over the Kansas City Royals on September 1st. Uh, you just heard Josh Naylor talking about Framil Reyes, uh, and the connections that they had to, that, that they have with each other. Uh, there have been, there are a lot of San Diego Padres, former San Diego Padres on this Indians roster right now. Um, we, we've got, uh, We've got Adam Simber, Brad Hand, Framil Reyes, Josh Naylor, and 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 several and several others. We've got we've got at least six former San Diego Padres off the top of my head uh, currently on the Indians roster. So it's pretty darn amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the San Diego Padres organization, but they certainly, um, um, they certainly uh, have some sort of uh, connection with the Indians that they really like because the Indians and Padres have done a lot of major deals, uh, done a lot of major de- deals over the uh, just over the past, uh, uh, d- just within the past decade or so. I mean, the Indians have done a ton of deals. Uh, a ton of deals with the San Diego Padres for whatever reason. I just find that very interesting. And now the Indians have more former San Diego Padres on the roster with uh, Josh Naylor and uh, and and the other two major leaguers that came in the trade for Mike Clevenger and Gray Allen on August 31st, right, be- right before the trading deadline. Now, let's hear... Uh, you heard in that press conference, you heard Andre not mention the fact that Roberto Perez hit, hit his first home run of uh, of the season. Uh, Roberto Perez also had three RBIs. So R- Roberto Perez hit his first home run and had three RBIs on the game. And uh, he was uh, also, he was catching, uh, he was catching Zach Plesak in Zach Plesak's first game back. Uh, from his suspension. So let's hear from Roberto Perez on how he felt uh, Zach Plesak's game went. Let's hear from Roberto Perez. What did you think of Plesak after missing three weeks? What worked for him early? I thought it was good. I thought, uh, you know, he commanded all his pitches tonight. Uh, his change was, was really good tonight um, against this guy. I thought these guys were going to be so aggressive. You know, with him, uh, you know, he, he hasn't he hasn't been here for, you know, in, in two weeks. And I, I didn't – he didn't look any 
uh, rusty or, uh, you know, he seems like he went down there and uh, get his thing, you know, like his things uh, strained up and um, he was able to, to come back and, and, and he didn't take it for granted, man. He uh, he battled tonight. It was humid, um, but uh, but I thought he, he looked pretty good, pretty good. What does it say about your team and your clubhouse that after everything that happened with him and club, they both come back and you guys accept them and they're able to come back and, and perform the way they did? I think I think the main thing is for them to know that we, we needed them. Uh, you know, we needed police act. Uh, as much as we needed uh, Clevenger, uh, even though, you know, he got traded. But, you know, this is a family. Uh, we need those guys. We need everybody in this clubhouse. Uh, he's, he's part of our team. I think he, he knows that. And, and it's like I told him, you know, you, you belong here. We need you. Uh, it's a matter of, uh, you know, do things right. And, uh, and and I thought, you know, we welcome him, man. You know, they, I think people – People make mistakes. It's a matter of how they're gonna, um, how they're gonna uh, bounce back and and and, and uh, but you know he he he's he's doing pretty good. Offensively, picked up three hits the other night, couple, and then tonight you pick up the first double, first home run. You told us that uh, you were just gonna concentrate on defense this year. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, you know, it's a short season, man. I, like, like I told you last time, you know, I'm coming from an injury. Uh, right now, I'm just, you know, trying to focus on, on, on calling the game. And then I worry about my hitting. You know, I've been um, I've been working hard in the cage with, with Vic and um, try to see how, uh, you know, I'm doing everything right right now. Uh, just trying to when, – when I try to do too much, man, I try to, you know, pull the baseball. That's when I get in trouble. But um, when I'm staying on the ball and hitting the ball, like, the way I – I swung tonight, you know, that's when I'm at my best. So uh, I'm not worried about my hitting. My hitting will come the more reps I get, you know, my, the more at-bats I get. So um, right now I'm just focusing on getting all these guys through the game and, and, and concentrate on winning ball games. And that was Roberto Perez as he had some thoughts on Zach Plesak's return as well as his offensive output on September 1st against the Kansas City Royals as he had three – three RBIs, and his first home run of the season against the Kansas City Royals on September 1st as, again, the Indians win by a score of 10-1. to 1. Now let's hear from Zach Plesak about what he thought about his return to the mound after being away from the team for, uh, for uh, several weeks um, as, as he hadn't pitched in about three weeks. Uh, obviously being away from the team after his uh, after his uh, suspension over what happened in Chicago. Let's hear Zach Plesak, uh what he had to say regarding his um, his effort on on September first. Again, he could not have pitched much better than he did. I mean he I mean he pitched very well for the Indians. Uh, looking looking at his line again, Zach Plesak Won six innings, gave up four hits and one earned and one earned run. As again, the Indians won by a score of ten to one, and that one run for the Royals was a solo home run. Here is Zach Plesak on his thoughts after the ten to one run uh, on the after his his thoughts after the ten to one win, and his thoughts about returning to the mound in a tribe uniform uh there i definitely had the butterflies you know the nerves were there i really just wanted to come in and, and give these guys a chance to win and you know do my part and, and commit to each pitch and execute what does it mean that your teammates wanted you back and, and kind of brought you back with open arms yeah it means everything to me you know it's, this group of guys are so special and going through everything we did, you know, is a lot of learning, you know, from not only myself, but my teammates of me. And I think it really just, it, you know, is something we can look forward and, and, and know that we all got each other's backs, you know, and that's how I feel now. And, you know, I, I appreciate them. When you went back to the alternative site, what did you work? How did, what did you work on or how did you keep yourself sharp? Yeah, I just, you know, stay consistent at what I was doing you know, before I, I got there, 
just stayed on my routine. Um, just stayed, stayed, you know, attacking every day. Like it's, you know, my last day, just being actively present and looking to get better each day, you know, didn't matter where I was, you know, I had a job to do and it was to get to work. Do you feel like your change up tonight was as good as you wanted it to be? It didn't seem like you threw a lot of sliders. Was that just going off a of Birdo? Yeah. I think uh, with this lineup, there's holes uh, with the change up and, you know, just executing that fastball down, opened up that change up for us. And um, a lot of guys, even before last time I faced them, were kind of leaning on that slider away. So we had to just keep keep a good mix. You know, Berto did a great job of reading their swings and, you know, getting on a good game plan with me, and I just followed his lead. Zach, you and Clev are obviously very close. Just what kind of were your emotions when, when you found out he got traded? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough, you know, this is, you know, just something for our organization that, you know, they got an opportunity with this deal. You know, it's it's part of the game. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him and I'm excited for these guys we got in return for him. And, you know, we're going to turn the page. And, you know, I know Clyde's going to go over there and do what he does. And we're going to continue to do what we do. And with the guys we got, man, we got a, a, a good select group of talent back. So, I mean, it's super exciting for us. Did you tell Clev you'd see him in the World Series? Yeah, I, I told him, man, stay ready. I hope I get to pitch against him someday, someday soon, man. Zach, what's the communication like with the, the rest of the team over the last few weeks? I'm I'm assuming you guys stayed in, in touch during all this stretch. Yeah, it, you know, just those guys are, were open to me. And, you know, just staying in, you know, contact with, with a few guys was was key for me just to, you know, stay in the loop. And, you know, these guys did a great job of reaching out as well and, um, just made sure, you know, that I felt supported, you know, and in a time where, you know, I made a mistake and for my teammates to make me feel supported is something that stretches greater, you know, than, than, you know, the game. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see those guys and I appreciate them. Zach, did you have to tell them spe- something specific to, to get back kind of in the good gracious, graces of the team? No, I think, you know, just over the the past, you know, few weeks, there's just been a lot that's happened that, you know, they can see that I'm going to take my action seriously and move forward in, in a direction where I put the team first, you know, definitely better than I did before. And just a learning experience and a growing experience. Um, and we're just going to take this forward, you know, look, look, look forward to what we have some great growing up for us. Hey, Zach, I think we all want to turn the page, but I was just curious, you were pretty harsh about, the coverage of what had happened. And for the sake of accuracy, can you tell us what we got wrong? Yeah, first, um, I want to say, you know, to all, any, anybody who felt criticized, you know, by the video I posted, I apologize. Um, I don't think my words came out as clear as I would like them to. Um, It wasn't an apology or justification. You know, I wanted the truth to be out for people to make their opinions on the situation on, on the truth. You know, I owed my, my teammates and my, um, you know, the staff, the apology, and I gave that to them the next morning, and um, that was my apology. If I could if I could go back and redo the video, I would have chose my words better. And, you know, just to those I criticized, you know, I apologize. It wasn't supposed to be any – you know, I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings by posting that video. Um, Zach Plesak talking about what he um, – what his first start was like in trying to uh, – in trying to get back in the good graces of the – Indians team as his again his first his first time back was a pretty a pretty darn uh pretty darn dominant uh pretty darn dominant start as as he again only gave up one uh one hit and that one hit was a home run so a dominant start by um uh, a dominant start by Zach Plesak in his first game back for the Indians. Now, now we 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 move on to Wednesday, September second, as Tristan McKenzie, uh, the young phenom who looks like he's about sixty-five pounds and his bones are falling off his body, but he throws ninety-five miles an hour. Tristan McKenzie. Um, Tristan McKenzie got the start against Kansas City on um, 
excuse me, Tristan McKenzie got the start against Kansas City on Wednesday, September 2nd, and he did not disappoint. He went six innings, gave up only three hits and no runs as the Indians shut out the Kansas City Royals by a score of five to nothing. Offensively for the Indians, all the Indians' offense was provided by one man, uh, the guy who's gotten really hot lately and is the second hottest Indian on the team right now, only behind Fabio Reyes, I would say. Tyler Naquin uh, had all five RBIs for the Indians in this game. Uh, he hit a t- he hit a two-run homer for the Indians. Um, uh, Ty- uh, Tyler Naquin hit a two-run homer for the Indians early in the game, as uh, as that would be in the second inning, and then um, and then in the ninth inning, Tyler Naquin would step up to the plate with runners at the corners in the ninth inning. And this is what happened, courtesy of the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Stamont's pitch, and it's swung on and a shot. Deep right field. This ball gone. Tyler Naquin with a three-run bomb to right. His second home run tonight. And it's Tyler Naquin five, Kansas City nothing. And that was indeed the story of the game, as it was Tyler Naquin 5, Kansas City nothing, as the Indians, uh, again, got a dominant start from Tristan McKenzie, um, as he was, as he was pretty, uh, pretty flawless and pretty dominant, as, again, he went six innings, and, and just looking, looking at the box score, again, Tristan McKenzie, uh, finding a way, uh, finding a way to be dominant, he had six strikeouts as well. So no runs on three hits with six strikeouts for Tristan McKenzie, and Tyler Naquin with all five RBIs for the Tribe on their way to a five nothing win over the Kansas City Royals on September second. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear from Sandy Alomar Jr. and and Tristan McKenzie. As they met with the media after the Indians five to nothing win. What'd you think of McKenzie tonight, Sandy? Attack uh, didn't walk anybody. Was under uh, under control. He was the McKenzie we saw against the Tigers. He was, uh, you know, composed and uh, knew what you have to do, and uh, he executed his pitches even behind in the count. What'd you think of Naquin and just what he's been able to do since he's come back and, and been healthy? Been unbelievable. I uh, RBIs tonight. His swing is uh, best I've seen him. Uh, you know he worked his off season uh, with Ty Van Buclio and some of the guys in uh, in Cleveland, uh, and uh, he kind of like uh, kind of restructured his swing a little bit. So he's, he's being more efficient with his swing. It's pretty good. Should think of the catch on uh, center field by Delino. That was that was pretty impressive. Uh, we thought that ball was gone from the beginning, but he kept running out there. I said, "Where's he going?" Like, but I mean, it's unbelievable how he caught the ball, looking, you know, completely flat to their fans, and uh, perfect timing to catch that ball. Because if he, if he's there a little earlier, he might uh, he might have missed it. If he's there a little bit late, he might have missed it because the fans is there. So he had a, the perfect timing. Are you worried? How concerned are you with Birdo? This is the same thing that's kind of been bothering him now for a while. Um, they did all the tests with him. They're not, it's not the same kind of pain. You say he has, I feel, I feel like his arm is kind of dead in some area, but, uh, it's day to day. Uh, we'll get more, uh, uh, tomorrow. We will know, we'll find out more tomorrow and see what, if it's a day to day thing, we'll have to go back. Tristan, uh, new routine that you tried before the game coming in from the bullpen. Just how did you think this worked? Did this work better for you than the last time? That was completely unplanned. I was just I was running a little late. Uh, I sat I sat a long time before the uh, the St. Louis start, and I tried to like time it a little better. Uh, next time I'll try and find a happy medium between sitting in the dugout for 35 minutes because we had a nice long inning, or you know getting out there a little late. But uh, I felt good when I went out there. 
what was working for you early and how much did have to change catchers midway through affect you at all or if it didn't at all uh, i don't really think it affected me uh i think my slider was working tonight uh i got some swings on that uh i think there was just a good a good mix of pitches uh throughout the throughout the game and i kind of i had to trust sandy uh, sandy has experience back there just like bebo has experience so i trusted him on the delino catch i noticed that first and the ball was off the bat you didn't look back right away no so <laughs> so did you think <laughs> so take us through your thought process on that uh i mean usually you can you can tell as a pitcher when when somebody gets a ball and franco hit that ball really really hard uh that's that's usually my 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 reaction regardless of of where the ball's hit i don't i don't try to turn around too quick i try and like let the play develop a little bit and then kind of read react and then move from there uh, i was really happy the line made that catch i don't know if you guys caught that on camera but salute to him they catch everything on camera, man. <laughs> How Tristan, big was it? To get, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Tristan, Carl uh, Willis said that, that he uh, Sunday in, in St. Louis, he, he wanted a little more intensity from the bullpen, from your bullpen session. Did you think that carried into, um, the, into, into the start? Did that help you? Uh, I mean – the, the St. Louis start was a rough one for me in terms of my command. Uh, we talked about some stuff beforehand in terms of, like, going into the bullpen and trying to make it a little more game-like so that when I go out there for my next start, so tonight, just so that I feel a little more comfortable and uh, feeling my pitches out. And I think it helped a little bit, yes. How big was that double play at the end of the fifth, I believe, when you had guys, what, a second and third, Santana steps on the bag? Um, how big was that in your mind, knowing that probably gave you another inning? Uh, I mean, that was huge. Uh, the fact that, that, that Lowe's was able to stop that ball in the first place and then we were able to double him up at third was, was huge for me. As you're going through this, have things – and I want to ask this the right way. Have things slowed down for you since that first start or are you kind of still in the same place that you were? Just have you been able to, to get a little bit more calm with this, I guess? Uh, I mean, the nerves are definitely still there beforehand. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to go away, but – but definitely going out there and, and feeling more comfortable in, in terms of treating it as a learning experience and going out there and competing. And when, when mistakes happen, not, not getting too high and not getting too low and kind of trusting the guys around me that, that they're, they'll be able to pick me up and, and I'll be able to go deeper into the game and stuff like that. As you're learning, do you realize, I mean, I know you realize it, but you look around, you're in a pennant race. Um, if I would have told you that back in January, if I would have told you that in March before we left Arizona, would you believe that? And, how does that feel? I would have been ecstatic that I was on the team if you told me in March. Uh, but, I mean, I think we have the talent in this locker room, and the guys are definitely showing it right now that we can go out there and win day in and day out, regardless of who's on the mound, regardless of who's at the plate. We can all do it. Uh, and I'm proud of these guys, and I think we're going to keep rolling. Being called up and making three starts, is there any part of this process and being at the major league level that either has stood out or, or has surprised you so far? Uh, it's the games, the games a little bit faster. Yes. But nothing's necessary, necessarily surprise me. Uh, I think the guys around me allow me to feel comfortable and allow me to, to feel like it's the same game and kind of go out there and regardless of what happens, like feel comfortable that I can go out and be myself. Tristan, is there anyone in particular or, or, or maybe a couple guys that, that, that stick out to you that, that have especially allowed you to be yourself? Uh, it's kind of everybody. Uh, but, Frankie, especially, you saw that play that went through my legs. But it's like just having faith in the guys behind me that even when I mess up, they can they can make plays like great plays behind me and, and kind of support me, and that makes me feel comfortable. What did happen with the ball that went between your legs? Did you just miss it? I wanted Frankie to make the play. You get a piece Huh? You get a piece No, that ball I whiffed it completely. Went through my legs, through my legs, missed my glove, everything. You never played goalie in hockey, I take it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, T. My pleasure. So that was Tristan McKenzie and Sandy Alomar Jr. after the the Indians' uh, 5-0 win over the Kansas City Royals on Tuesday, September 2nd. And the Indians take two out of three from the Kansas City Royals. At the end of the series, the Indians... The Indians' record was 23 and 14. 
and the Royals dropped to 14 and 23. So exactly reverse records for both uh, reverse records for, for the two teams after the three game series in which the Indians took two out of three from the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City on August 31st through September 2nd. An off day on Thursday, September 3rd, which uh, which leads us to the Indians series against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers at, at home st- starting on September 4th, which is what we're going to cover in our next podcast. Uh, we're going to cover the Milwaukee Brewers series, and we're also going to have a exclusive interview with Curtis Danberg, the Senior Director of Communications, that will be coming in our uh, in the first segment of our next podcast. So again, uh, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Rolling with the Tribe here on uh, wherever you might be listening to it, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you might be listening to this podcast. Spread the word, uh, tell your friends, tell, uh, tell your family, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast as uh, I really would like to see this uh, podcast grow and because uh, I really enjoy doing this and I'll be uh, providing you with some pretty consistent content on a consistent basis after every single series that, that the Indians have, starting with the Kansas City Royals series at home uh, that, that the Indians uh, played beginning uh, that the that the Indians play beginning on on Memorial Day. So again, the Indians uh, take two out of three from the Kansas City Royals, August thirty first through September second, and they have an off day on September third. So in our in our next episode, we will cover the Indians series with the Milwaukee Brewers, along with an interview with Senior Director of Communications Curtis Danberg, where we talk about the challenges and um, and adjustments that everybody in the organization, including the communications department, has to do uh, regarding this new, strange, weird, 60-game pandemic-shortened sh- season. So we're going to talk about that with the Senior Director of Communications, Curtis Danberg, uh, coming up on our next episode again. I wanna, I wanna, th- I wanna thank you for tuning in, and thank you for listening. As uh, I really enjoyed doing this podcast again. Make sure you spread this podcast around to your friends and family. Uh, make sure you spread it around on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and tell everyone you know about it. Tell your friends and family. I'd really like to see this podcast grow. I, I just started this podcast recently, so I'd like to see it grow as much as possible. Again, thank you for listening to this edition of Rolling with the Tribe. My name is Peter Nabb. You can uh, listen to this podcast. I'll have a new episode of this podcast every uh, after every series is complete. So uh, after every single series, check back for a new podcast. That is about all the time we have on this edition of Rolling with the Tribe. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank a couple people. I want to thank Curtis Danberg, the Senior Director of Communications. I want to thank Bart Swain for helping everybody make this possible. Again, thank you. Thank you for listening to Rolling with the Tribe. My name is Peter Nav. Have a great night and go Tribe.